0: Welcome to the Hope Unlimited Church Podcast. We are so honored to connect with you, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. All right, grab your Bibles. And uh, it's about that time to preach a Christmas sermon. I don't know that this is a Christmas sermon, but we'll use a Christmas Bible verse. Grab your Bible, go to Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to read a couple of texts to you. While you're turning there, I do want to remind you, next week, next Sunday is December 20th, that's our Christmas service. We'll be doing communion together. We will be doing Christmas carols together. We will be doing uh, candle lighting together. Also, for your children, bring them in their pajamas. You ain't got to worry about getting them ready. Let them roll out of bed, brush their teeth, and Bring them on. We're also going to be providing food for your kids next Sunday morning so you don't even have to cook breakfast. And the church said, glory be to God. I felt that in my soul when I said it. So next Sunday, 10 a.m. will be our Christmas service. Um, all right, Luke's gospel, chapter number one. And I want to start with verse number five in the days of King Herod of Judea there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God. Watch both of them were righteous before God living, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord but they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and both We're getting on in years. It's a very nice way of saying they were old. Once, when he was serving as a priest before God and his section was on duty, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and to offer incense. Now, at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people were praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Watch, for your prayer has been heard. Do not be afraid, for your prayer has been heard. We're going to revisit that. I want that to stick with you. Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Your prayer, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You'll name him John. You'll have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the Spirit and power of Elijah, he'll go before him. To the hearts of parents to children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Watch, Zechariah said, How will I know this is to be so? Because I'm an old man and my wife is getting on in years. Love that verse. We need a redneck translation of the Bible. I'm going to come out with a redneck translation. For I'm old and my wife is getting on. Even back then, he knew not to say, My wife is old fear of women goes back to the garden of Eden I'm old but her she's not old she's just getting on in years (laughs) the angel replied I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God and I've been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news but now because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their time you will become mute unable to speak until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he couldn't speak, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and, remaining, and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After those things, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. Now watch what Elizabeth said in verse 25. This is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I've endured among my people. Now jump down to verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town of Galilee, to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and he said, Greetings, favored one the Lord is with you but she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you found favor with God do not be afraid Zechariah because your prayer's been heard don't be afraid Mary because you found favor Zechariah your prayer was heard Mary you found favor and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus and he will be great he'll be called the son of the most high the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end and Mary said to the angel how can this be? now when Zechariah said that God made him mute it wouldn't let him speak Mary says the same thing how can this be? seeing since I'm a virgin the angel said to her the Holy Spirit will come on you the power of the Most High will overshadow you therefore the child to be born will be holy he'll be called the Son of God and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. for nothing will be impossible with God then Mary said here am I the servant of the Lord let it be with me according to your word and the angel departed from her. Amen. Amen. 2020 has been quite a a grind, to say the least. That's good, Jansen. Thanks, brother. It's been quite a a grind, no doubt. It's been difficult, admittedly so, in all sorts of ways. It's been difficult for some of us in ways that even uh, exceed the pandemic. But no matter what those situations are, pandemic included, our challenges are always compounded by or mitigated by our reactions to them. Right? Hard, enduring hard seasons is one thing, enduring hard seasons with the wrong mindset is another thing. Or enduring hard seasons with the wrong language is another thing. Or enduring hard seasons and not controlling your emotions is another thing. I, we can't promise that especially the first part of 2021 will be any different. I know there's vaccines and there's measures being and all this, then that's fine. But let's be honest, it's not going to feel the same like it used to feel when you wake up on January 1st. Watching the ball drop is going to be a little bit anticlimactic. Right? Three, two, one. Yes, and you still can't go anywhere. Yeah. And your favorite restaurant is still closed down. Yes. Ring in the new year. It's going to be like the most underwhelming new year you've ever had in your entire life. Right? <laughs> 2021, just like December 31st, 2020, unless we think about it differently, unless we react to it differently, unless we believe that God in the middle of all of this can still do something supernatural in my life. God's blessing is not confined to everything that we're going through. God does not have to work through all of the stuff that we're battling to get blessing to us. God can bless us in spite of it, not have to wait on it to pass and then do what he wants to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This text really intrigued me when I was reading it because you read really the same story. You read two women that did not expect to get pregnant end up getting pregnant. You have an angel, the same angel, come and tell them about it. And then we see some clues. We see some hints out of here that will help us transform 2021. Even though you can't do anything about the mask or the distancing or who's open and who's not. You can do something about what's going on in between your ears. Right? And as hard as this is, it's only harder when this ain't right. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Mary, you are favored. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Mary, you have been favored. There are some things that God does in our life that we prayed for it. And there's other things that God does in our life because we are favored for it. And as a community of Christians, we are keenly aware of what prayer accomplishes, but typically oblivious to what favor accomplishes. Right? That's why we lean into our prayer life, but don't lean on our favor. As a matter of fact, what do we, it even, it even changes how we view God. What do we say about God when God answers a prayer that we pray? What do we say about him? This is what we say. He's faithful. Meaning I did A and God did B in response to me doing A. God is faithful. And it's easy for us to believe in that kind of a God. It's easy for us to believe in a God that will respond just by sheer force of will and he just has to keep his own word and he said it and he don't really want to but I did what I was supposed to do and now I'm waiting on God to do what he's supposed to do and he's faithful. That's really the basis of a lot of our prayer life. It's transactional. You said if I did A, you would do B. No, bless God, I did A over and over and over again and we're still waiting on you to do B. We have no problems believing that God will give us something that we ask for. What we don't believe is that God is good enough to give us something we didn't ask for. We're convinced of his faithfulness. We're not convinced of his goodness. And so when things are absent from our life, we tend to believe it's because we didn't pray for it enough. But we miss all of the things that are happening in our life that we didn't pray for to begin with, and God did anyway. Right? I've got, I've got two daughters. I've got a 14-year-old, and I have a 10-year-old. She's almost 14. And this is kind of how it goes. They're two completely different human beings. I do not know how they came from the same two parents. It's absolutely just astounding. Now, my middle, daughter, my middle child, my 10-year-old, whenever she wants something, she usually wants money for apps. to buy 100 coins to go out, buy something in an app. Y'all know what I'm talking about? My wife does it too. I just get the emails. Like, how did you spend? Who spends $32 weekly to get inside the secret trap door that if you would have just been patient, you could have got there anyway? She's like, no, I had to know what happened. My 10-year-old, my she'll come in and she'll say, Now, Dad, I need $5. Give me something to do to earn $5. Right? It warms my heart, too. It's like, yes, right now you're my favorite. My 14-year-old's not like that. She's like, that. I was thinking, I need a Gucci bag. And she, alway, she already prepares the presentation. Before I explode and my head flies off backwards and spins around like the exorcist and I go to Pluto, she says, now, wait a second. Calm down. See, you were thinking that I wanted the big Gucci bag. I just wanted the little Gucci bag. And this is what she'll say. This is what she, I don't know where she came over. She goes, because after all, I'm your favorite. She'll say, because I made... You and mom, parents. You didn't make anything. We made you. And we will take you out and make another one look just like you. (laughs) One of them knows I have to give in order to get, the other one just believes I'm favored. And as a church, we tend to believe we give and then God will give back. But we need some of that. I'm just favored and God's going to do it for me anyway. Not because he's faithful, but because he is just that good. Can I get a witness from somebody? And I believe that 2021 can be different, not just because we're going to pray different, just because God's going to do something different in us because of his own favor. I need somebody to shout hallelujah. Here's the challenge with that because we know how much we pray and we can lean on prayer, but we don't know that we're favored. That's your Goldie Hobby. Goldie Hobby's cutting my hair talking about I'm God's absolute favorite. And if you need something from Him, tell me. I'll talk to Him. I'll get you hooked up. Huh? And she's right. Whenever God starts talking to Goldie, I do this. Because for whatever reason, we believe that whatever God does in our life, we have to play a part. That God has to move in response to us. God does not always move in response to us. Many times, God's many times God moves in spite of us. Everything you have in your life is not because you've lived so holy. And that's good news. Everything you have in your life is not just because you've been so perfect and you're such an intercessor and such a prayer warrior. Some stuff God just gave you because he is good. Sometimes, Zechariah, I heard your prayer. And sometimes, Mary, I gave it to you just because of favor. Oh, Jesus, I need somebody to get excited about the favor of God that you believe is going to be on your life next year. I'm believing for that for all of us. Stephen Womack used to, used to do that all the time. He would travel with me forever. He, we traveled, we've traveled. we been all over America. We've been to Oregon all the way to, what, North Carolina and Illinois down to Florida. We've been everywhere. And everywhere we would go, we would pull up somewhere. If we pulled up to eat somewhere, I want, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that the first empty parking spot I see, I'm in. Right? The extra 15 steps, let's be honest, I could use them anyway. Not my wife. My wife will drive around for 20 minutes and wait till somebody moves. I would ride around with Stephen, and we would drive, and I would just, but he said, don't pull in. He says a little bit more intimidating than that. Don't pull in. Don't pull in there. Go to the front. God's got a front spot for us. I'm like, what? He's like, just do it. I'm driving. It's my car. I'm there to preach at my meeting. I'm like, yes, sir. He's there to assist me, but I'm like, yes, anything else you need? Drive to the front. He's like, boom, there. Glory to God. (laughs) Not because I asked for it. Because I believe there's something on me that attracts blessing. Oh, glory to God. And do you believe that there is something on you that attracts the blessing of God? Things you didn't even ask for. You ever had a raise you didn't ask for? That's not because God heard your prayer. It's because God saw the favor on your life. You ever had somebody walk up and bless you in a way that you didn't even see it coming? It's not because you prayed for it. It's because of the blessing on your life. And it's not because God's faithful. It's just because he is that good. But we feel a little funny. When God does something we haven't been fasting for. It's humbling, isn't it? For God to move in your life in a radical way. It's humbling. It's like, God, I've not been. God, you know. You know how it's been the last couple of months. (laughs) Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, Lord. Well, I'll start praying again. After you did all that. I was about to quit church, but here you go. Blessing me again. It says something about us. It says something about our mentality. When God does something for us we didn't ask for. And we don't know how to process it right. Right? That communicates a brokenness about us. When God moves and we're just like, we need to let God move and say, well, of course. Of course he did. Not because of me, but because of him. Not because I'm that good, but because he's that good. And I'm not leaning into my goodness. I'm leaning into his goodness. You ever seen people use prayer as a weapon of superiority? Well, yeah, I pray more than you. So, of course, I got more than you. Back in the day, we used to teach that if you were broke, it's because you didn't have enough faith. And we, see, we do the same thing now. We just do it with prayer. If you ain't got this going on in your life, you just ain't serving God, and you ain't right, and you need to pray more. And all of that's wrong because that's when we're leaning on us and not on him. It communicates something about us when God does something we didn't ask for, and we don't have a grid for it, and we don't have a response to it. You know what Mary said? <laughs> Let it be done. Mary, you are about to give birth to the Savior of the world. And Mary says, <laughs> let it be. And then you keep reading. She starts singing a song. We call it the Magnificat, Mary's song. But yeah, sure. No, Mary, the angel showed up to you. And he's going to do something through you that's going to transform the world you're not even old enough yet you're not even the right life situation yet for this to happen Mary you're not even married yet and God's still going to do it and she's like yep that's right because of the favor on my life favor will put you in places you're not even qualified for Hearing what I'm saying, Mary, it's interesting. I, I wrestled with this for a long time. Zechariah prayed for it. God shows up with the through the angel and says it's happening. Zechariah says, "Oh my God, what are you talking about?" And God shuts his mouth. The same angel shows up to Mary, who hadn't been praying for it, didn't see it coming, hadn't thought about it, as a woman. In the ancient world, she wasn't really even able to read or allowed to read the Hebrew Scriptures. She didn't know about all the prophecies. The angel shows up and says, I'm going to do this through you. She says, how's this going to happen? Holy Ghost is going to come on you. All right. Let's <laughs> roll. Why did God not shut up her mouth? She both, they both demonstrated questions but he shut up the mouth of one and allowed the other to break out in song watch Zechariah had been praying for it and when God said I did it even Zechariah didn't believe what he was praying for You ever read that story in the book of Acts when they when Peter is in prison Peter's in prison He is chained between 16 guards, and he's scheduled to be beheaded the next day. And there is a prayer meeting happening in a girl's house named Rhoda. Y'all know this story in Acts chapter 12. And Rhoda and all of her Christian friends are praying for Peter, and they're praying for his deliverance. And an angel comes, unlocks the chains. Peter goes to Rhoda's house and beats on the door, and she goes and runs to the door and sees Peter and runs back and says, I don't know who's at the door. (laughs) It looks like Peter. But there's no way God actually answered our prayer, right? There's no way God actually did that, right? You ever, you ever prayed for something and God actually, you know, do it? And what's our reaction? We're like, whoa, where did that come from? I heard your prayer, Zechariah, and if you don't knock it off, I'm going to have to shut you up. But when favor does something for you, God expects you to talk about it. And there's one level of blessing that comes through prayer named John. But there's another level of blessing that comes through favor named Jesus. And the greatest things God will do in your life is not as a result of your prayer. Although we need to pray and we need to intercede and we need to ask God. But God's greatest actions in your life is not because of the things you've asked him for. It was because of the things you didn't ask him for and he did it for you anyway. The greatest things that God's done in my life is not the things that I've asked him for. It's the things that he moved on my behalf for when I didn't even know I needed him to move. You hearing what I'm saying? And yes, we're praying for, for breakthrough, and we're praying for this, this mess to end, and we're praying for next year to be different. And I'm telling you, I believe not, God's not just going to respond to our prayer. He's going to respond to the favor that's on our life, but we got to know how to react when God responds to the favor that's on our life. I'm going to bless you next year. I believe that God, I believe that no matter what the situation is with the virus, that everybody in this room, you can make more money next year than you made this year. And you know what we need to say? All right. Let's do this thing. Right? I was talking to those, that, pastor, that pastor's meeting I was telling you about, and everybody in there, they're like, yeah, we got 25% of our people showing up. 30% of which, we're, we're probably we're at 30%. Everybody was just thinking, what do we, Jesus, what do we do? It's, plan and strategize and we need all that we have to plan we have to strategize all of that stuff that's not my gift but we have people whose gift that that is and I thank God for them right and so in the middle of everything that we're planning to do in the middle middle of everything that we're strategizing for and envisioning yes we do that but at the end of the day I believe God's going to do what God's going to do not simply in reaction to us but because he is good. Simply because in reaction to the favor that he put on us. Hear what I'm saying? I want you to pray more next year than you've ever prayed. I hope your prayer life goes to another planet next year. And even more so, I want your revelation of favor To go to another level. Because the greatest things God does for us. Is not in reaction to what we do. It's because of who he is. He is a good father. Not a transactional God. And we preach the God of the ATM. Put in your card. And pull out what what only you have available. And if you don't have it available, you can't withdraw it. But favor says you ain't got it available. And you're not leaning on everything that you've done in your wonderful Christian life. You're leaning on his goodness. You hear me? Now, I was thinking about this and I, was, I had an interesting situation yesterday. It, it really, it really highlighted something to me. I was thinking about this message. I've been thinking about it for a while. I was thinking, how do you? Yeah, we know favor and we preach about it and God's got favor on us and things like that. But the scripture says that John the Baptist and Jesus both grew in favor. You can grow in favor. Had a weird situation happen yesterday. I was at the house. My my wife and my children, they're out of town. One of our family members that got married this weekend, so it was just me and some chicken wings and the football game. Rule time. And Tennessee won. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I didn't know it. We get the, the pest control guy was scheduled to come. Interrupt my whole day. He was only there for like five minutes, but I hadn't planned it in here. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? So just, just, whole day off. He didn't even come in the house, but uh, just, just <laughs> infringed on my weird OCD thing that my wife talks about all the time. He came to the house. He did his thing, and then he came back, knocked on the door again, which infuriated me even more. You've already bothered me once. Had to pause the game once. <laughs> now I'm behind and he came to me, and he handed me a card, and it had his name and another guy's name on it. The other guy wasn't there. It was just him. It was just him, but it had another guy's name on it. And he said, I'm going to hand you this card. And he said, it has two names on it. My name is, he told his name. And then he said, the, name, the other name on there is my coworker. He's not here today. But if you will call in and tell them he's done a great job this year. Watch. He, is, he's, he will get his Christmas bonus. This is what the guy said. And he said, if I can do anything to put some money in his family's pocket this Christmas, I want to do it. So I was like, I mean, I'm still frustrated. The game's playing. I said, oh, I got you, man. Thanks. And when I walked away, I was not impressed with his friend. I'll call the guy. I'll call the boss and say, Johnny did great, even though Johnny wasn't here. Johnny's done a great job this year. But who I want to talk about is that guy. Because the way you get somebody to favor you is you sow favor toward other people. Favor is when God starts talking about you to other people. People that can open doors for you, people that can bless you, people that can take your life to the next level. Favor is when God starts talking to those people about you and the best way to get them to start talking about you is you start talking to them about somebody else. If you sow it, it'll come back to you. You hearing what I'm saying? And so I hope this next year, I hope this is a year where we are sowing favor toward everybody else and then watching God do it in our own life. I'm sure Johnny's a great guy, but you just grew in favor with me. You hearing what I'm saying? If we want God to favor us, we need to start sowing favor to other people. Not to their face but to everybody else around them, Did you see what a phenomenal job he did? Go schedule a meeting with the boss to do nothing but talk good about somebody else and see what God does for you. You hearing what I'm saying? Sounds a little Christian, don't it? Next year regardless of the vaccine and the numbers and all of of the mandates and who's open and in the middle of all of that, we got to get this right. And this is how we get this right. God, you're not just moving on behalf of what I pray for. You're moving because of the favor on my life. And next year, I'm going to grow in that favor. My attitude will increase or decrease the favor on my life. A bad attitude will cause favor to leave you when a good attitude will cause favor to move toward you. I have learned this, and I've led in a lot of different Gifting will not get you as much favor as attitude will. Attitude's the difference maker. Hear what I'm saying? Attitude's the difference maker. I have seen people have way more gifted than I am in the same situation I've been in. And not get the same opportunities that I got. Because their spirit and their attitude and their heart wouldn't right? right. I want you to pray. But I also want you to know that God's not moving in your life just because he's faithful. God's not moving in your life because you did A and now he's got to do B or else he's not God. He would be God if he didn't do B. But he wouldn't be good. He's not moving in your life just because he's faithful. He's moving in your life because he's good. You hear what I'm saying? Stand up on your feet. There's an old phrase they used to say in church. They used to say, one day of favor... Is worth a thousand days of labor, right? And what they mean is, favor can do for you in a moment. Favor can do for you in a moment. What twenty years of working hard can't do. We need to work hard. We need to pray. My mother-in-law is uh, Karen Wheat. She used to she used to sing. A lot of the older generation knows who she is. Traveled around the world from just a little town in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> and whenever we, she's told me her story about how she came to be who she is. And it wasn't because for twenty years she just dug it out of the ground and worked hard and just got after it. There was some of that, but that's not how she got to where she is. How she got to where she is is as a 17-year-old girl with no experience, who had never lived away from home. She was at a dinner meeting singing a song in North Carolina. And the name of the song, if this ain't southern enough for you, the name of the song was He Ain't Never Done Me Nothing But Good. Some of y'all are like, that's a sentence? No, not really, but that was the song. Now watch. You are in a meeting with high-profile donors, wealthy people, and you roll up in there with your Alabama twang talking about he ain't never done me nothing and it's not nothing it's nothing but good she sang it and the leader of the ministry who had the biggest ministry in the world at that time turned around and said sing that again they fired back up he ain't never done me he took her from that dinner meeting put her on television as a 17-year-old girl. And overnight, she became who she was. Because one moment of favor, she didn't pray for that opportunity. She didn't fast and work for that. One moment of favor did for her what it takes 30 years for others to do. That's my favor prayer is important, but favor is just as important. So I want you to walk in a prayer life, and I also want you to walk in favor. And we get into favor by keeping our spirit right. We get into favor by sowing favor on behalf of everybody else. Zechariah, I heard your prayer. And because I heard your prayer, I'm going to give you John. No disrespect to John. He ain't Jesus. But Mary, because of the favor on your life, I'm going to change the world through you. You didn't even expect it. You weren't even looking for it. You didn't even know to pray and ask for it. I'm going to do it just because of the favor on you. And it is important for us, listen, it is important for us to celebrate what God does because of favor just like we celebrate what God does when we pray a move of God is a move of God and should be celebrated like a move of God no you don't deserve favor (laughs) that's why it's called favor the bishop used to say favor ain't fair but it is necessary hear what i'm saying lift your hands up to the lord god we thank you for everything you've ever done in response to our prayer life we thank you for every prayer we've ever prayed and every word every prayer you've ever heard and answered we thank you but we take a moment this morning and we say thank you for the things that we didn't pray for We say thank you for the things that you did simply because you're good and you're responding to the favor on our life that you gave us. We say thank you for that and we celebrate you for that and we honor you for that and we don't want favor to leave us because we mismanaged it or because we didn't handle or steward ourselves righteously, God. We want your favor to come to us wave after wave after wave after wave. We thank you for your faithfulness. But even greater than that, God, we thank you for your goodness. You are faithful, yes, but you are good. And we love you for it. And Hope Unlimited Church shouted hallelujah. I said you shouted hallelujah. He ain't never done me nothing. But good. Listen, we love you so much. Next Sunday morning. 10 a.m. for our Christmas service. We love you. Have an awesome week, and believe that favor and blessing is attracted to that favor is coming on your life. In Jesus' name, we love you. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit hopeunlimited.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Unlimited Church.